Good morning, coaches. This is your wake-up call. Today is Monday, November 13th, and I've got two things that you need to know for the week. It's a little light. I'm giving you a break so you can focus on the big things here. Number one, November to remember, reminder, all challenge packs earn points for the individual and team prizes for this promotion, but double-time challenge packs earn three success club points, while the others should earn two. So again, all challenge packs earn points, but the double-time challenge pack earns three points, the others earn two points. The top eight double-time challenge pack sellers will receive a donation to the local school-related charity of their choice. The last day to register your school-related charity is November 15th in two days at 12 p.m. Pacific time. So you choose one charity, you fill out the form, you want more information, FAQ 8239. The second thing you need to know for the week is the diamond bonus pool because there is still time to qualify for the fourth quarter bonus. If you were a lifetime one-star diamond coach or below, in the first bonus week of July, you can earn an extra $250 if you hit Success Club in October, November, and December and hold a qualifying rank of diamond or higher for six consecutive weeks in the quarter. lot to say there, but just go to FAQ 8005 and you'll get it all there. So those are the two things you need to know. I'm going to move out of the way, get the call going. Let me introduce to you our president of Global Sales, Jeff Hill. Sandy, and you are back with that deep, resonant voice. I just absolutely <laughs> love it. It is good to have you back. And Thank coaches, you. it's good to have you back and good to have you on the call and realize some may be listening to this a little bit later, but um, let me just stop right now and say this. This is going to be, I believe, an epic call with Meredith. Um, I've reviewed her notes and I believe just so strong that what she is sharing is so applicable to new and older coaches alike. And so you need to have your pens ready. If you're driving, you need to pull over um, because this is the information she's sharing is going to be so meaningful. Um, the one degree rule, and I think she has laid this out so magically. So I'm excited about this call. The coaches also, this is the week before Thanksgiving week, right? Um, uh, there's a tendency for a lot of people to say, I'm going to shift from fourth gear down to third gear, start slowing down, easing into this. What I would challenge you to do is this is an opportunity to really dig deep to form connections with people. This is the time when you're going to be gathering with family. This is the time to double down, not from a desperateness standpoint, but from a sense of obligation uh, to who you are, to what you represent. I listened to Carl do a call. I'm going way too long here, but listen to a Carl, to Carl do a call on Saturday morning, uh, 7.30 in the morning, his time uh, for another group, talking about just a sense of mission uh, that we have and, and how we're so well positioned to put the greatest dent in the trend of obesity out of any company. And that's who we are. That's what we have. And um, for us to have an opportunity to help families create greater health in their home, pretty cool thing. So right now may be one of the most opportune times in your business to reach out and to share because people are thinking about family and relationships now than ever before, and they want to have healthy 
no pun intended, but healthy relationships. So coaches, sit up and listen to this call. Uh, lean into this week. And so, but we got to keep moving here. So we do have people that moved their businesses forward last week. So to do so and to recognize them, I'm going to toss it over to Darren. Hey, thanks, Jeff. And good morning, coaches. Sandy, it's great to have you back. Welcome. All right. Here we go with our newest Diamond Coaches for the week. We have a bunch, so here they are. Congratulations to Joe Arena, Yvette Avila, Giselle Benitez, Aaron Britton, Christine Cullen from Canada, Samantha Cullen, Emily Davidson from Canada, Natasha Day, Mary Doyle, Ashley Driver, Michelle Drysdale, Patricia Eckerman and Bass, Catherine A. England, Susan Finelli, Cassie Grimes, Jose Guzman Rojo, Nicole Haukus from Canada, Rosanelli Mina Angelo, Matthew Moon, Richard Morris from Canada, Amanda Pendrith, Georgiana Samboy, Sarah Schmitz, Heather Schultz, Stacy Thompson, Krista Walsh, Marissa Whalen, and Tracy Winscott. Way to go, guys. New diamonds. All right. Now for the new star diamonds this week. Here they are. Congratulations to Stephen Asplin, Shauna Sear, Elena Kuteros, Danielle O'Connell, Mandy Kai Sugita, and Bryn Weiss. All right, coaches, that's it for ranks. Um, now on to the top success club point earners for the week. And atop that list with 92 points, congratulations to Ashley Molstad, Lauren Fitzgerald, Emily Favre, Angie Belmar, and Ashley Smith. All right, short and sweet, that's another week of advancements. Congratulations to everyone on the call. Have a wonderful day and make it a fantastic week, everybody. Here we are. Back to Jeff. All right. Thank you, Darren. Okay, let's jump into this call. It's with six-star diamond coach, three-time elite, success club 10, all-star legend, over 50 months of achieving success club 10. Uh, she joined the business in September of 2013, and uh, she has some absolutely phenomenal content. Excited to have, again, six-star diamond coach Meredith Ganau on the phone with us. So, Meredith, are you unmuted and alive and ready to rock and roll? I am all of these things. <laughs> you, I, that's what I love. I am. You own it. I absolutely um, love that. So, Meredith, let's be honest. I just gave you a real big buildup because I am really excited about the content that you are going to deliver here. So let's jump in, and I'm going to try and stay out of the way, ask you a few questions as we get started, but then I'm going to stay out of your way. But um, we are going to be talking about this concept of the one-degree rule, meaning that sometimes it's just the small tweaks, the small shifts that can create significant change in results in your business. And you've got some great examples as it relates to coaching. But so first, though, some four years ago, you joined Beachbody. What preceded that and what got you to the point of joining Beachbody as a coach? Well, I've worn many hats and had many careers. Immediately prior to coaching, I was a full-time yoga teacher and more or less an independent wellness educator. I was chasing paychecks around town at various yoga studios, had freelance side jobs, and was trying to do something with my healthy living blog, but essentially I was stuck. I was 38, overworked, underappreciated. My income was capped, and though I loved what I was doing, I would spend my days pouring into others and come home exhausted and not give back to myself. I was basically teaching others how to live healthier, but I wasn't living my healthiest, which left me depleted and feeling somewhat hypocritical about what I was doing. 
So my motivation to coach was actually two parts. One, I just desperately wanted to feel better about myself, course correct some of my poor habits and get in better shape. But two, I also really wanted to have a larger platform to help others and educate others on optimal wellness on a national or even a global level. So at the time that I found coaching, I was more or less already doing the research on how to grow my own wellness business by purchasing different programs and eBooks, not just to try them out for myself, but also to see what these women on Instagram were offering and how they were building a personal business for themselves. I've always had the belief in myself that I could create something great, but I just didn't understand how to do that when I was starting at zero. I was lucky enough to find my coach and learn that Beachbody, a company whom I'd actually already owned a lot of programs with, had this opportunity that could not just help me feel better in my own skin, but potentially help me earn a little supplemental income by helping others. Little did I know then that my choice to coach would propel me to where I am today. I didn't know I'd be a career coach. I didn't even know there was such a real possibility or opportunity for growth or advancement with Beachbody. Now that that's an interesting statement because there's so many coaches that come in that are very very successful that just just on a journey trying to figure some things out didn't know that there was really a coaching opportunity but obviously then discover it. So at some point your business did start to take off or you grasped this and you were sounds like you were already into the fitness arena and, and, and teaching but when and how did it take off for you? Sure. Like all of us, when I opened my business, I was told to help a few people hit Success Club and rank advance. I, I didn't know what Success Club was, but I can tell you I was very driven to help a few people for the sheer need to earn my investment on my challenge pack back. I also knew that I was going to need a lot of accountability if I was going to get personal results and stay committed to my challenge. I mean, how was I going to help others with their health and fitness if I wasn't starting with me and taking care of myself and getting results for myself? So I went all in on my 60-day challenge and declared publicly through my blog and Facebook and just about to everyone, I'd see that I was starting a 60-day challenge and would show my results at 30 days. That public declaration really kept me accountable. It also instigated a lot of conversations, which turned into invitations. Within 30 days, I shared my results, which showed enough progress to garner more interest. And, and then I did the same at 60 days. And during this time, I was also just trying to add more value by running free clean eating challenges and trying to help people take the first step on their health and show them I wasn't going anywhere that I'd be here for them, but more importantly, that I was in the trenches with them every single day. So that I think that what you just shared for newer coaches is so so key. Some of the elements, and this you, know, you ought to be writing these down and saying check or not check by them. But she she went public on her declaration so that she was accountable, and then she got into a program and stayed true. She didn't cheat on that program and, and shared those. But that doing that generated interest. So again, it's this idea of share what you're going to do and then do it. And that sounds so common sense, but it's not common practice uh, so much. So coaches, just a great, a great example there. So Meredith, let's jump into the meat of this call because there's some really good content. And I've talked about the one degree rule, but there's a second piece that I think coaches need to be listening for, paying attention to. And this is this idea that each individual, if you're going to be successful as a coach, you've got to know the difference between just what we call a ba what you've referred to as a basic invite and a connected invite. And I know it might take you a minute before you get to that point, but I want 
coaches to be listening for that so they can relate to what they're doing. So let's jump into this one degree basic versus connected invite, and I'll just let you run with it. Sure. What I'm sharing today, I hope, really does sink in because it's literally what I found to be the difference between struggling to see the fruits of my labor versus yielding a bountiful and healthy harvest. First, let me explain what the one degree rule is because most of us, when we find ourselves struggling, we're right on track, but we're one degree off course, which ultimately prevents us from achieving our desired outcome. You may have heard of the two millimeter rule. It's the same concept, and it's all about tiny tweaks. If you've ever piloted a plane before or heard Tony Robbins speak, then you likely have heard of the one degree rule already. Essentially, it states that if you're one degree off, that tiny margin of error given space and time will actually become a very large margin of error. And referring to planes, if you were to take off in New York and aim for L.A., but you're one degree off, you'd literally land 40 miles out in the Pacific. So no matter what your goal, when you're aiming for a specific result, you constantly need to be measuring if you're on target. And if not, you have to course correct or you'll end up getting frustrated at making daily actions for specific outcomes that you continue to miss. I'm sure you've experienced this one-degree rule in a workout or even in a yoga class when someone adjusts your posture or maybe you hear your trainer tell you to position your knees over your ankles or lift your chest and flatten your back. When you adjust, it may just be the tiniest tweak, but it creates this aha moment where you feel things differently and you actually start to get better results. So in our case with this business, when we're frustrated at the results we're yielding or not yielding, it's important that we look at what we're doing, how we're doing it, and course correct to fix that tiny margin of error that is preventing us from hitting our goal. I'm going to break it down into three defined areas, and each area I'll share a few things that I know if you put into action today and continue to every day, it will completely alter your outcomes. Those three defined areas are, one, knowing your team mission and niche market, two, consistency with the daily disciplines, and three, being teachable, action-oriented, and trusting the process. So first, let's talk team mission and niche market. And if you don't have a team yet, that's okay. Just visualize what you want your team mission to be. That's what you're creating. There's a saying, your vision has to be large enough to make space for other people. Many of us have a pretty strong why power that motivates us to do what we do, but if you want to make a really big impact on a lot of people, you need to have a mission and vision that others can get behind. So I ask my coaches to ask themselves, outside of your personal why, what is the mission of my team? What impact do I want us to have on this world? And how can we execute that? And what makes our team or my vision for our team do that in a significant way? If you're clear on your personal brand and who you are, you might have a leg up on this. And if you don't, then it's time to do some self-exploration so that you can fine-tune who your niche market is. Once you have a defined idea of what your team vision and mission is, it's easy to share that and utilize it in a way that connects others to you. For example, my team mission encompasses optimal wellness, optimal health, and educating others on how to live healthier via our amazing holistic resources and community support. In such, I can easily connect with others who are like me and who also advocate prevention or individuals who love yoga, 
um, and those that want to live a life of optimal wellness through using food as medicine. So using myself and my team mission as an example, the one degree of difference in sending an invitation from when you know your team mission and you don't sounds like this. Here's the before I know my team mission. Hey, girl, I'm running a 21-day challenge starting next Monday. I'm rounding up a few of my girlfriends who are looking to lose five pounds and stay accountable through the holidays. Also, if you're interested, I'd love to have you help co-coach it with me. Would this be something that would interest you? Now, here's an invite after knowing my team mission. And remember, my, my personal team mission is optimal wellness. Hey, Sarah, you've been on my heart and mind, and I've been meaning to reach out for some time now. This Monday, my team and I are kicking off a three-week optimal health-focused program that integrates nutrition, exercise, mindset, and support. I know as a yogi how important your health is to you and how important it is to your students. I was hoping to connect with you specifically to see if you'd like to take part in our program or even better, collaborate and co-coach it so that you have a way to diversify your income while helping your students with their nutrition outside the studio as well. Would you be open to chatting about it? So do you see that one degree? It's, it's a little tweak. It's a little tweak in languaging because you're clear on your mission and you know your niche market. And that's not to say that the first invite's a bad one. It's not. It's just less connected and could come off a little spammy if you hadn't had a lot of leading conversations into it or didn't know your recipient that well. You could likely invite 40 people with the first invite and maybe get 10 responses Whereas the second invite is so authentic and dialed into my mission, my niche market, and what we're doing, that when I invite 40 people, I'll be inviting the right 40 people. And in turn, I might get 20 or 30 or more responses. So that little tweak can really help you build the right team that supports why you're really here and what you really want to build. It's a, it's a little tweak that has the ability to impact a lot more lives. Of course, I'm just using myself as an example with optimal wellness, but you can insert any team mission into this. Your mission might be impacting families with a family initiative to get healthy with programs like Double Time, or it could be creating an income avenue for military families that are constantly on the move. Just remember, your mission for your team needs to be large enough to include others. It's got to be bigger than your why. So, so moving on to mm – -hmm. Meredith? Mm -hmm. I, can you hear me okay? So I think one of the, there's okay, great. I think some of the power of of just that first piece is, you know, is, is this idea of just knowing what your niche. And sometimes we think that that has to be changing the entire world, as opposed to just sometimes it's looking around you and saying my niche market or who I want is, you know, maybe it's just in your community. It can be just on your block. It has to be bigger than you, but. Um, it, you do have to know what that looks like. And then I think we were talking before the call on this is like you were talking about leading in conversations um, or we, we were talking about it. Micah Folsom does this. She has this hashtag, do the, do the crap. Can you ten, spend just 30 seconds talking about that leading in conversation, why that piece is so important, though? Because I think some people sure. skip over that. Yeah, you know, I think what's happening, too, with a lot of newer coaches, I see this often, is that coaches get bold because it's scary to post a transformation photo, and you, you start to post on social media, and instead of leading with your story, your pain points, and really talking about what brought you to now and the solution that you found, 
a lot of new coaches are either leading with products. So they say, here's my results, here's the product and leading with that. And therefore not really building that feel felt sound connection. Um, and obviously if you're sharing everything on social media, you need to be doing the back end work as well. I feel like social media just lays the foundation for all the private conversations that are happening behind the scenes. So the back end, so I think that the keywords are the back end work. What, what is the back end work? So that's not lost on people. Yeah. So, and I'll talk a little bit about that um, in a few points down, but the back end work is really where you're forming relationships and building relationships um, and, and having those genuine conversations and, do, and knowing your team mission is going to help with that because obviously you'll know exactly who you're talking to, why you're talking to them, um, and you can get to know them and speak to their specific pain points instead of sending just generic random conversations out. Okay. All right. Well, I'll let you get to those in your next point then. So let's keep it moving. Okay. So point two uh, is this is actually what I feel like is the biggest area is consistency with the daily discipline. So motion builds motion, and taking focus and urgent action consistently will compound to yield great results. Your daily disciplines are listed on your business activity tracker, and they're simple things like working out, building relationships, and being proof that our products work. But there's a methodology to these connections and relationships that you're building. Rather than just inviting, following up with, or adding a few people to your network, why not truly connect? Connect to three people a day and move the conversation towards health. Find three people who are just like you and that you can start a new and very authentic and connected conversation with and follow up with conversations that went quiet and let the recipient know that they're on your mind and you have their best interest at heart. And track it. Tracking your invites and conversations is a one-degree choice that compounds quickly. Bear in mind that when you're reaching out to others, it's based on your agenda, which may not be their priority in the moment. So don't expect that everyone's going to say yes or even respond to your messages, and don't take that personally. Rather, just track every conversation you have, even if it falls silent, because while the timing might not be right for them right now, you're planting seeds along the way, and if you're not watering those seeds, somebody else eventually will. I could point out so many one-degree misses when it comes to these daily disciplines and tracking from coaches who say they talk to 100 people a day or 100 people a month but never put out the hard invite to coaches who do the hard invite, but the invites are less connected and come across less genuine, or sometimes it's simply that they never follow up. I guarantee that if you're not tracking those invites, that your one-degree margin is going to increase quickly. If you're following the BAT, then you're inviting three people per day, and by the end of the month, you're going to have invited 90 people. If you're not tracking those conversations, then in five months, when you've invited 450 people and only 25 of them have said yes, you've planted 425 seeds that could have come into harvest at any given time with your continual follow-up, support, and encouragement. But when you stop showing up or following up, you're not showing others that you truly care. So why would they feel compelled to reach out to you when they really are in need of help? So the last area I want to speak on is being teachable, action-oriented, and trusting the process. None of us know what we're doing when we start. We just know we're supposed to press play, drink a shake, invite some friends, and post a sweaty selfie. And honestly, that's all you need to know. 
All you have to do is have fun, trust the process, and be teachable and action-oriented along the way. And what I mean by that is to ask your sponsor, how am I doing and what could I be doing differently that might get me better results? Take it upon yourself to book a short weekly call with your sponsor, share with them your goals, your completed business activity tracker, and ask them for constructive feedback in areas you can grow. Listen and act on their suggestions without hesitation, without pushback or overthinking. When I first got started, my sponsor told me to make a list of individuals who I thought might want to take the challenge with us, invite them, and then create a new list. She suggested I offer more value through a free clean eating group and encouraged me to record my very first very uncomfortable videos and upload them to a YouTube channel of which I didn't have. I didn't know what I was doing, but I did what I was told to do. And after I invited off my first list, I started a new list of 25, invited them, pulled out the memory jogger, and started again. My YouTube channel, which I started with one little video four years back, now has hundreds of videos where others can learn from me, get tools to live healthier, or inspired to make a change. It grew, and I got better the more I took action and just did the things or did the crap, as Jeff said, everything that I was told to do. You have to be willing to take action and to get uncomfortable, and you have to be teachable because no one in this business knows everything. You figure it out along the way by implementing new actions. It's literally the one degree that will either have you landing right on target and building a great business or leave you feeling like you're constantly missing your goal or have nothing to show for your hard work. Trust that it's all going to come together for you in time. And know that there's no such thing as failure. There's only quitting. So just don't quit. So I want to go back just a step on this, Meredith, because I think there's, there's so many nuggets, the, the nuggets here. Can, can we just back up a little bit to your tracking um, um, concept? Um, you, were, you were talking about the one degree. You're tracking your invites and conversation is a one degree choice that compounds quickly. That's how you let, I think if I got the wording right, that's how you, mm-hmm. that's how you led into this. So from a tracking standpoint, just share with us, how do you track that? I mean, is it just, is it on a legal, on a legal pad, on a, you know, do you have an Excel spreadsheet? How do you track who you have spoken to and invited people? Sure. You know, I actually track, and this is probably horrible for the space my business is out right now, but I still do paper pen tracking. Um, but that's because I know me and I know that I am not good at keeping up at Excel docs and Google docs. It's not my strong point, but I'm really good when I put pen to paper and write things down. Um, and I'm, re- and I've got, you should see the amount of books I have now, but that's a great point is that everybody is going to need to track differently for the way it's going to work for them. You can use Asana, you can use Teamsy, you can use Google Docs, Excel spreadsheets, Google Streak, but you've got to find the, the methodology that fits best for you because it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Yeah, and, I, and again, it's, it's the principle underlying the pra- that drives the practice. I mean, the principle on this is, is the tracking, or you said the, the, the tracking does compound your results because that which you measure, you improve upon. And who cares whether it's on paper or on a whiteboard, on, you know, spray painted on your wall, whatever, whatever works for you. The key is, is to know who you've spoken to and what is working with the people that you've spoken to. Because like you said, if someone says, yeah, I'm talking to 100 people 
a month and you're going, so what's that doing for you? And they go, I don't know. It's a, it's a shotgun approach that, that won't yield the kind of results and, and, and doesn't um, yield the kind of res, the results in it, they, from the efforts that you're putting into it. What am I trying to say is that you're putting all this effort into it, make it count. And tracking and watching it is, is the piece that's, that's, that's really um, going to do that. Um, and then just this, this second idea that you just talked about, action-oriented and, and trusting the process. The piece that I love there is that you were coachable here. You just focused on those simple things that you were told to do by your upline who's had experience. And as you followed that formula um, over time, you know, the results came. You trusted the process. And it, it took time to show up. But you, you used words like the bat, the business activity tracker. I went to the memory jogger. Um, fundamentals that can help you just give even that one little degree extra, give you the leg up that helps you, that helps you learn. So if you were to go back on what you've just shared with us, Meredith, and say, so here's what I told you to do, guys, how would you sum that up? Mm. <laughs> how would I sum that up? Well, I yep. mean, I feel like the first point is so, so vital to really understand who you are. I know Katie Heifner has a great uh, blog that you can Google and find that talks about who your avatar is and who your brand is. But essentially, it's really just about, you know, doing the business activity tracker, not getting lost in all of the white noise. It's really easy to want to make your Instagram look pretty, make your Facebook look perfect, and get caught up in all these trainings and calls and things happening but essentially, the difference makers in your business are going to be sitting down, using your business activity tracker, doing those vital behaviors, and truly knowing who you are and staying in your lane and building connected relationships and conversations with individuals that are just like you. I, I find that that's really where you see the biggest changes and growth in your business. All right. Well, so four years later, Meredith, um, you know, as I as I watch you a little bit on Facebook and track, you, you seem you seem to me. Okay, now everything this is from a distance, but one of the things that you seem to me is you seem to be this aligned person. Okay, that meaning that there's there's some kind of peace and power that comes from who you are because you're you've kind of found your sweet spot. And yes, you're you know everyone's always trying to refine that and and stay in their lane, kind of a thing. But you seem to be this dialed in person with who you are, what you want to accomplish in in life. And that, that seems like a good thing. But if you were to say, here's how my life has been impacted by, by Beachbody, what would that, how would you describe it? Sure. And thank you for saying that so much, Jeff. Um, well, you know, before Beachbody, I really did struggle with a sense of direction and fulfillment. I absolutely loved my career, but I felt stuck. I was contracted or considered freelance, so I lived very paycheck to paycheck and, and therefore never got time off to truly enjoy travel. I was also exhausted with my daily grind and felt somewhat undervalued given my tenure with my former company. So during these four years I've had with Beachbody, I've worked really hard on my mission and to help a lot of people, but it's been very fulfilling and meaningful work. It's awarded me the opportunity not just to impact a lot of lives, but to truly put myself first, to take care of my health and invest in my personal growth, and to serve my mission helping others. I've been able to live out my wanderlust and take paid vacations, but more than that, it's 
given me belief in myself and introduced me to the most amazing community of individuals who are constantly lifting me up, inspiring me to be better, and reminding me and each other that we are worthy, we are capable, and that it's okay to be a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time. Well, I know that I'm more of a work in progress, so I've got to work on that masterpiece piece, I guess. But, but you know, the, the, the joking aside on that, what I love with how you ended this, tying that to what your core message is, is that this is good news. I think this is great news for every person on this call uh, from, this, from this perspective. It is, it's the one-degree rule. Everybody can shift one degree, but the results that you get from that are, are significant. But, but it does take work, right, Meredith? It does take effort. It does take some awareness. It takes, some, it takes, it takes focus um, to do this, and it takes curiosity and a willingness to, to continue to progress. Like you said, a work in progress means you're, you're moving forward and figuring it out. That, that's okay to do that, but that should be great news to everybody on this call if they're willing to chase those things. So, Meredith, you're quiet on me there. I know that you're on a uh, you're you're probably muting, going back and forth here. But let me just thank you for jumping on this call, for being so well organized and sharing what I think is a very very powerful message. Thank you so much for having me on. It was my pleasure. All right, thanks, Meredith. Well, coaches, uh, a, a great call, and like I just said, I think this is a a great news call for everyone. We came out of leadership. We being Team Beachbody, every year we have a leadership event. It was in Las Vegas this year. We bring all of our top leaders there for about three, four days, and we share best practices as a company. We share typically we'll share a few announcements. Um, but the piece that came out of this that I thought was so remarkable as we asked our top coaches to share their best practices, if you were to sum up what they shared, um, what Meredith just shared would be a mirror message of what happened there. And it really was focus on the fundamentals, find joy and satisfaction in the fundamentals, figure out what that one degree Piece is it's within everyone's within everyone's grasp, and typically it is found in mastering the fundamentals. And to master the fundamentals, you got to be doing, you got to be going out and sharing, and you've got to be connected to this mission. If you've got a chance or have the opportunity to go out on uh, YouTube and find Carl, as I mentioned at the beginning of the call, top of the call, did a message for. Uh, Jake and Amber Kuyper on Saturday morning, 7.30, and my get it, I hope, hopefully it's out there. And they just asked him some questions. But what is interesting about the way he answered, um, it was about the opportunity, the Team Beachbody opportunity. But before he ever got to the opportunity, what he did is he so uh, articulately and just with great heart tied it to the mission of our business of helping people of making home a healthier place, of, of sharing something good with other people. And then when he made that connection, he said, and if you feel this way, if this mission resonates with you, if that's what courses through your veins as you're working on yourself, you want to help other people, then you have an obligation to invite other people. Don't hesitate. Invite them. 
to what you're part of, to what you feel so passionately about. You'll never completely be ready, right? Meredith shared that. You'll never completely be ready or 100% perfect. But you can share what you know. And if you're aligned with who you are and what you want to become, people will be drawn to that. But it happens in the doing. So coaches, as I started this call, my invitation, my challenge for you this week is to lean in is to revisit your purpose, your why, who you want to become, and use that as a fuel to build relationships, and not just post stuff, but to connect and then invite. People want what we have. They want what you have. They want to be led. They're looking for hope. And you just happen to be the person that is probably better positioned than anyone else in their world to help them. And they're waiting for you. If your intent's in the right place, the message will be powerful. If you're willing to follow up and connect with them, you will be extraordinary. I promise you that because your intent is where it needs to be. But you've got to be doing. So, coaches, go out, share who we are. Let's invite. Let's make this an epic week. Uh, make it a November to remember. And, Sandy, you're back, so I'm going to give it back to you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Jeff, and thanks, Meredith. Really good job. Very natural on the on the phone there. I love the message. So uh, we've got a playback number. If you want to call back in about half an hour, it'll be up. And then we've got the podcast. But here's the number, 832-225-5065. Make it a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.